Oh, wow. You've downloaded the podcast, and Matt Dyson and I couldn't be more thankful. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. Um, so we have been desperately trying to skew younger, and it has gone terribly wrong so far. <laughs> Thus far, we have come across as, quite frankly, too old for We're just looking old. We're looking even older than we actually are. Well, I haven't <laughs> shaved for a while. I've got a silver beard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've have, only yeah. been here for five weeks. What on earth are you doing you to me? You're to sucking the life right out of me. Just for men. Just, just for men in the beard. Yeah, yeah in the beard. <laughs> so anyway, uh, she has turned us down on two separate occasions, but now I couldn't be happy to welcome to the podcast from KISS FM, Pandora. Hello, Pandora. Hello, boys. Already the mood has lifted. Hello. She's so impossibly young, isn't she? I'm going to suck the youth out of you, Pandora. (laughs) Swear to God. Why do you sound so old? (laughs) (laughs) Pandora, talk to us about Crepton Conan or something. Make us young. Right, guys, seriously, like... How have you aged in a short amount of time? Like, do you even know who Tony Temper is? I'm familiar with him. Hey, you know Patrick is a very good friend of mine. There you go. Boom. (laughs) Hashtag mic drop. drop. (laughs) Um, Pandora. Who is Patrick? Patrick is is Tiny Temper. Oh, right. Yeah, he he wasn't christened Tiny Temper, man. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course. Right. So that's lesson number one. Rappers have alter egos. Yeah, so listen, Pandora, you can tell just by speaking to Matt for, what, one minute here that we need your help desperately. Talk talk to us. Talk to our listeners. Help us skew younger pandora what's going on out there shall we snapchat you for example oh yeah okay right for a start you've just like done it wrong already <laughs> snapchat is dead snapchat's guys. dead you everyone yeah what you can do you can download snapchat that's fine you can rinse out some of their filters but right, no filter. one is actually <laughs> do you know what rinsing means or R- like, rinsing a filter <laughs> i mean does it do i have to wash it first before oh, i rinse God. it or God. <laughs> right guys download the app okay story is where it's at okay so get yourself an instagram and right. it's not about all of those posy crap it's about just you guys in the studio but you might have to filter it heavily just to kind of like iron out the lines in your eyes just oh, so you can wow. Yeah. wow listen pandora this is this isn't nice we're meant to be having some funny i've three weeks <laughs> i've tried sorry, to get yeah? you on the podcast and then you're going to verbally attack me down the telephone um oh, also as well when you say it's not about all that posy stuff i've seen your instagram pandora it is ridiculous the no, things you could do with a palm tree, don't bear thinking about. <laughs> that's when I'm on holiday. That's not everyday life. When I'm on holiday, I will pose the hell okay, out of it. <laughs> Take no filter, all right? But, um, yeah, it's about you having fun. And I think you guys need to, like, just relax a little bit. Do you know what I mean? You need to not sound so grown up all the time. I think you just need to go out and play with each other. Uh, do you drink a lot of energy drinks as well, Pandora? This seems to be all the rage, doesn't it? Like monster. Don't say all the rage. It's taking, it's undoing all the hard work Pandora's trying to do. All the rage. Jesus. No. No, guys. Drop that. No one drinks, like, what is it, Red Bull and Vodka anymore. No one drinks that. That was gone years ago, by the way. So energy drinks, they're out as well. So what you drinking in the club now then pandora <laughs> you know what again. right uh, i got into this this year aperol spritz oh, and it's yes. not just for girls like yeah. yorkie it's not just for girls aperol <laughs> spritz everyone can like you might have one of those seriously guys that's the drink go out and have one this weekend and it'll end up being like 12 drinks later trust me wow. so i can put that in a pint of mild can i <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's going to sip on that whilst rolling his tobacco. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing then, with you two, what are you doing on the weekend then? If you want to get down with the kids, what are you doing? What's your general weekend? 
Um, I'm going to take a friend for dinner. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to watch Su- Super Sunday on I might, I might, Sky Sports. I might uh, Netflix and chill. <laughs> oh, man. Does that mean something else? Yeah, you can... No one wants to hear you say Netflix and chill on the podcast, man. <laughs> I, I can't believe you. You're going to actually make me cringe. Um, oh, hashtag cringe, you? Matt. <laughs> Do you two watch Stranger Things? Yeah, it's overrated, I think. I've, I watched the first episode of the new series. I'm, Matt, I'm done honestly, Matt said this. He's, <laughs> he doesn't like Stranger Things because it doesn't no. betray the 80s properly. It doesn't. <laughs> They're saying a lot of words that they never said in the 80s. Example, whatever. That wasn't around in the 80s. They called Kentucky Fried Chicken KFC. That wasn't the case in the 80s. You know what I mean? Get it right. Pandora, it wasn't so long ago that we were youth presenters together and now look what I'm doing. I know, I don't know how this happened to you. Has <laughs> <laughs> it been that bad journey? No, it's, I'm, lo- I'm loving it. Honestly, listen, Pandora, talking of loving it, thank you for being on the podcast. We've learned an awful lot and it really is lovely having you on. Whatever you're going to do this weekend in the club with the apple tizer and Patrick and all that, just have, <laughs> just, just have fun. Uh, drink responsibly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you are... You're sick, I think. Yeah. No, oh, no, don't be sick. Right? Yeah. No, okay. No. All right, Pandora. Listen, uh, continued success on Kiss FM. Thanks for being on the podcast. Pandora. Oh, I love you, Pandora. I love you, I love you. I love you too, Paddy D. Thanks a lot. So, uh, that didn't go according to plan. No, again. If anything, we sound older. Yeah, we've skewed older again. Ah, <laughs> what are we going to do? Uh, well, let's do an unboxing. Okay, That's great. what we need to do. Straight, let's go straight into this, guys. If you like this, uh, search and like on the Insta-whack. So, and, uh, we've got some Oh, posts. wow, look at this. We've actually got something good here. Hi, Dave and Matt. It may not be sausages, but here's a banger of a game for you guys. Enjoy it from Jem at 2K. Lovely. Well, thank you, Jem. Uh, this is because we referenced that it was National Sausage Week and we hadn't been sent any sausages, so we believe the PR companies of the UK were letting themselves down. So it's not sausages. What is it? We've got a copy of uh, 2K18, a oh. basketball game for the Xbox One, the PS4 and the Nintendo Switch. Well, I might be old, but I know what eBay is. I've still got an Xbox 360, I don't think. <laughs> That's very kind of you. Thank you, thank you, Jen. The PRs are listening. <laughs> and also, look at this. It's exciting. Some sachets of tomato sauce. <laughs> what the what? Wow. Some tartar sauce. We've just got loads of condiments. Is this oh, right? Is that, a, what, is that a wooden tray? We've got a wooden tray. I, I think that might be a... Well, that's a bag. chef's apron. Chef's apron. Aha. Here we go. This is good. It's got those... Oh, uh, don't eat any of that, because I think this has been sat in the office all week waiting for us to do the intro. Ah, uh, look, here we go. Here's the, uh, the uh, letter. Shall I read aloud? From a guy called Jim Fox. Jim Fox. What a cool name. That's a good name. Do you know my, my, my best friend's called Luke Stone? That's a cool name. That is a nice name, It's yeah. difficult to be best friends with a Luke Stone when you're called Dave Berry. Yeah. Dave and then a fruit. sounds quite uh, average in comparison. Hi, Dave, Matt and the team. Producer Amanda, big shout-out to you. Uh, great show. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for making my journey back from work and the gym more bearable. This oh, is nice. This is really nice. lovely. Uh, and it's a sorcery uh, from Woodbridge in rural Suffolk. And they've sent us... Um, Stokes. Stokes sauces. Big wow. shout out to Jim and the team at Stokes. Thank you very much indeed, guys. We've got some chilli jam here. I love chilli jam. Ooh, Red lovely. onion marmalade. So this is what kids do, is it? <laughs> open up, open oh, up yeah, you're boxes right. of condiments. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> seem very young. Oh, it's not. It doesn't seem very young. No, con- no you're right. It's uh, red onion marmalade doesn't scream crepes and Conan, does it? <laughs> it does not, no. And, but it's very no. kind of you. Thank you to Jim and the team. So, all right, let's get on with the podcast, shall we? Uh, Pete Donaldson won Halloween. That's coming up. Bill Bailey was my guest, as was the one and only Roisin Conaty. Thank you for downloading. Enjoy. Now, 
The Dave Berry Show. Absolute Radio. Uh, now, last night, Noel performed on Later with Jules Holland. As always, a fantastic set from the guy. But everyone seems to be talking about a member of the band who wasn't the drummer, wasn't the bass player, wasn't even on lead guitar. No. No, this person was on... Scissors. <laughs> a very unusual percussion <laughs> instrument. <laughs> Never been seen before, really, has it? You think that when a lot of bands start out, there's always seems to be that story of the one person who wasn't very good, but they kind of let them in to begin with, yeah, and they yeah. blew up and became the Beatles or whatever. Yeah. Noel's too far down the line to be giving someone the opportunity to get on stage because they can play the scissors. Yeah, it's, I think it's a bit of a coincidence that it happened last night on the same day that we spoke on this show about music and stationery after we were blasting out in Ryman. We were talking at length about stationery and music. Noel's listening. Right, get me some scissors. <laughs> Percussion instrument. It makes perfect sense. It's, now a, bit, it's a bit of a coincidence, isn't it? In that case, a good afternoon, Noel. Lovely having you tuned <laughs> yeah, in. Loving uh, your scissor work. You yeah. know what, Noel? You're welcome. <laughs> Let's just give you that, shall we? Um, an Oasis fan site tweeted Liam Gallagher uh, during this performance uh, saying, um, you got anyone with scissors tonight, our kid? <laughs> to which Liam replied, I'm afraid not but I do have somebody sharpening a pencil. It's, it sounds mega with a bit of reverb on it. Proper out their gear. Oh, nice. Maybe our special gig, he'll unveil this sharpened oh, this pencil. true. Uh, all will be revealed when just after five we'll give you a chance to win tickets to be there. Um, we got some scissors from the office. Oh, are you going to play the scissors live? I've heard of playing the spoons. That used to be all the rage, didn't well, it? I mean, amongst us cockneys, we do that every Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I'll be doing do that, that next month. Don't you worry about that. Um, so, obviously, for anyone younger listening to the show... You know, be careful with the scissors. Yeah, stay away from that lead going into the mic. Oh, yeah, I don't that. It's also quite dangerous, isn't it? Quite a dangerous instrument. Okay, so um, the person playing them, uh, they had them using two yeah, hands yeah, to full effect. Yeah. So, of course, as no one's ever played the scissors before, we have to kind of... This person's... Uh, she's the front-runner of it all. Yeah, so she's we leading need to, the way, yeah. Okay, so we're going to copy that technique. Here we go. It's a very distinctive sound, to be fair, isn't it? What do we reckon? I'm not sure what it adds to, <laughs> to a song, but I like the sound of it. Good evening, everybody. It's hurtling towards 5.30 on your Friday Eve. Uh, so, Bounty Hunters is back on Sky One tonight with Jack Whitehall and... The brilliant Rosie Perez. <laughs> Happy now? Yes, that's okay. who she was. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Also in Do The Right Thing back in 1989 as well. She was excellent in that as well. Well, thank you for going on IMDb during showtime. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, now, we just played Noel Gallagher. The big thing we were talking about on the show yesterday, and it seems everyone's talking about at the moment, quite frankly, is his performance on Jules Holland, where he had somebody in the band playing the scissors. Matt, you've since gone and watched this on Catch Up. Yes. And I believe even Mr Holland references it's the see, fact... It wasn't just by chance, yeah, Jules Holland introduced it as like this is the first time we've ever seen scissors being used <laughs> by a band member. I don't know, is she one of the high-flying birds, this scissor player, or not? I don't know if she's a... She was brought in specifically to play the scissors. She has a skill in that area. She does have a skill in that area, and as I say, everybody's been talking about it, including a, a chap called Alan, who you may remember from Monday's show, because he was our first ever winner of tickets to come and join us for the intimate Liam Gallagher gig oh. that we're putting on next Tuesday at a secret location in London. And fear not, we have a chance for you to be there coming up in about half an hour here on the show. So Alan took to his Instagram and gave this message out to Noel. Hi there, uh, this is a wee video just to reach out um, to Noel Gallagher's High Fine Birds. Um, I'm a scissors player as well. <laughs> I've been playing the scissors now for... <laughs> God, um, 
I've been playing the scissors now since probably about half past 11. <laughs> and, um, technically very good. I would love to be able to try it for the band, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll show you. This is Queen's of Stone Age. <laughs> And of course, I could play two if needed. It's got a pair of scissors in each hand at this point. Wow. So. Like casting it. Just <laughs> get, me on, get me on here. Uh, I'd love to play. Thanks. So there we go, Alan. We thought we'd chuck your message out there onto a bigger Amazing. audience than just your Instagram. I'd love to see a whole scissors band one time. <laughs> Would you? I like, I like the way you graduate. When you start, when you're young and you're starting out on the scissors, you just play like nail scissors. Oh, and little then, plastic and ones. And then you graduate up to the kitchen scissors. And then yeah. you just got the shears at the end, yeah. like the bass drum. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I can okay. see it. We're going to look into that. Dave Berry, taking care of business. Absolute radio. Uh, now, I've had something stuck in my head for a very long time. I've just shared it with the team, and they are tantalisingly close to working out what it is. I believe it's the it's the end of a theme tune to a very popular television show, right. but I can't know which yeah. one. And this has been bothering me on and off since my epic gardening leave. So you've been thinking about this for nearly six months. Yes, half <laughs> <laughs> a year. I have. But producer Amanda kind of really pricked my interest again when she was going, "Oh, I think I know what it is." But it, now, obviously, well, you might not know this, but I am tone deaf, so please bear with me. But if you can identify this, please let me know uh, eight twelve fifteen or tweet at Absolute Radio. So I think it's the end of. Something. Then it goes. That's it, okay? I held for applause then. It feels like Saturday night primetime television in the 80s, doesn't it? I can't remember how the Price is Right theme tune went though. But is it that? No, it's not the Price. I never watched the Price. It could be like you're in the. It could be you bet or something like that. Three, two, one. Yeah, come on down. No. It's not that. Oh, you know what it sounds like? It sounds exactly like the theme tune to Dallas. The start of Dallas theme tune. It could be, and that was beautiful, by the way. I don't think it is. At Absolute Radio, 8, 12, 15, literally put this at the bottom of your list of things to do this afternoon. But if you know what it is, it would really help me out. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Dave Berry Show here on Absolute Radio, the one on you, Bill Bailey. Hey, Bill. Hello. Hello, Dave. Uh, always good to see you. Um, you have a new tour, uh, the brilliantly named Larks in Transit, which is going to be doing the length and the breadth of the country. Yes. Uh, I read just the other day you've added like another 67 dates. Yes. Or, so why, why now? Because I, I've read politics, philosophy, making music from ringtones are but yeah. three things you're going to be covering. Yeah, there's a few things. That's right. Those are three of them. Uh, very, very good. Well, well done. <laughs> Correctly identified those. Uh, <laughs> and you're right, it is. It's going to be a, it's, it's, it's a huge tour. I think, I don't know, I mean, I, 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 I'm not really keeping count, but it seems like it's the, the largest tour I've done, certainly in the UK. Uh, and uh, this is it's great I mean I, I'm, I'm just delighted to be able to still do it and get out there because I love performing and uh, you know you, you mentioned the fact it's all around Britain and I think it's uh, you know it's, it's one of the great um, positions I mean one of the great benefits of being in this position of being sort of you know, people know my stuff and they know the kind of thing to expect is that I'm able to sort of have a little bit of an influence over the kind of places I play where I play mm-hmm. and I sort of like to play places where I can be in the town or the city for a few days and spend a bit of time there because if you're doing some big enormo dome 
tour <laughs> where, you know, all you see is a ramp. <laughs> At yeah, the back okay. of the venue, yeah. where the tour bus just pulls up the ramp. Out, okay, comedy, back on the ramp, down the thing. In a flight case, back on the van. In a flight case, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all a bit impersonal, and you you see a lot of breeze blocks and uh, rather sort of in the kind of homogenous-looking venue. You play sort of venues. I prefer now to play theatres and um, places with a bit of character. Mm-hmm. And that what that means is, in, just in terms of ticket sales, if you sell a few tickets in a place, it means you... You sell, you know, hopefully, there's, you know, there's hope, there's hope that we sell some tickets, but if you sell a few tickets, rather than selling them all in one place and it's one massive gig, you can play over a few days and spend some time there. And I just, that's one of the great pleasures of, of touring Britain is because it's so, it's such a wonderful country to see. I presume as well, embedding yourself in the places you go to for a few days, like you said, will, will drive some of the things you can talk about on stage. Yeah, you know, you certainly. might notice something about a town or Absolutely. somebody and then you, you've got some material yeah. there to share with the locals. It, totally, exactly. I mean, it, it happened on the last tour and on, on Limboland. I was in York uh, and while I was there, the day I did, I, I did sort of two days, I think, in York and, the, and the, 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 on the, on the the second day it was announced that Yorkshire was the best place in the world (laughs) (laughs) who can argue with that well certainly not in Yorkshire you can't argue with that but it it was like one of these sort of like you know one of the I don't know this world tourism you know whatever and anyway it was was deemed to be the best place in the world to go and visit and of course you know that's a great start to the the show and suddenly you have something which is you can talk about which is about the area Things like that happen, and they only happen if you're in, like you say, if you're embedded in a place yeah. for a few days. Um, what What's touring like for you now compared to when you first started out? Because obviously we all know that when you're going to these these new towns, these new cities, you maybe yeah. want to have a drink, you meet new friends. Yes. Is that still the case now as it was when you started out, <laughs> or are you kind of, are you chilled? Um, I, I tend to uh, uh, avoid that, actually. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, okay, fair but enough. not in a bad way. I mean, uh, it's not like I'm, you know... I just don't even look at me, you know. <laughs> I'm not, like, at that level. Uh, <laughs> you just refer to him as uh, Mr X and don't look <laughs> in his eyes and he wants a cup of Earl Grey, uh, you know. No, um, it, uh, what, what I mean is I, I quite like... Actually, I mean, it, it seems a perverse sort of thing, but ironically, I, I kind of like the time the, to get away, the bit, little bit of tranquility you get on a tour when you get away from all of the, the sort of, you know, the hullabaloo, the, the, the gig and getting uh-huh. there and all the travel. Because um, I always make it a point now to get out and about, to get outdoors, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll encourage the crew to come with me as well. So and they, Whether then, they like it or not. Whether they like it or not. <laughs> oh, Bill wants us to go on another ramble. going rambling. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, I'm a bit, I'm a bit busy. I've got to do something with the show, Bill. No, you're all coming. And I sort of insist that we all go out and do something, whether it's uh, we go mountain biking or we go, just like you say, for a walk. And it's funny though, you know. I mean, it is—it's actually true. I have actually—I've turned people uh, into bird watchers against their will, almost. And they've gone bird. Oh, for goodness' sake, Bill! I don't want to go to bird. And then we go out, and I go, "Oh, look at that!" And they go, "What's that then?" Well, I go, "Well, that's, uh, that's a dipper, isn't it?" And they go, "Oh, it's a dipper, isn't it?" <laughs> and then you see, and then gradually over the tour, you see people like sneaking binoculars you know, <laughs> out with them. You know, like, "Oh, this is brilliant!" And because. I mean, honestly, seriously, I mean, as you say, you you allude to the fact that the impression of touring is a sort of a rock and roll kind Mm -hmm. of lifestyle. You know, you're in hotels a lot of the time, it's late nights and da-da-da-da and all the rest of it. 
And yes, of course, there has been that in the past. But now I tend to, you know, it, you get a bit stir crazy in a hotel. And I like to get outdoors and, you know, and sort of otherwise you, you do, you start to get a bit of cabin fever in the life. Well, you did a television show about bird watching, didn't you? That's right. With my friend Alex Zane. Yes, indeed. Um, so, oh, and it's nice that you're passing this on to people on the tour. Yeah, it's passion. It is. Bird watching. Do you know what? It's, I mean, it's always, it, you, you might not believe me. <laughs> But <laughs> probably not, Bill. No, yeah, probably not. <laughs> go ahead anyway. I'm gonna have a go. But honestly, I, 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 you know, I swear I have seen the the baddest looking, you know. <laughs> Roadie. Tattooed, pierced, <laughs> hairy ass roadies coming up to me and saying, uh, Bill, I saw a gold crest today. I, I, I swear. I swear that's happened. I love that. Yeah. And they're all turning up in camouflage yeah. with binoculars. Like, I've got all the gear on, like a ghillie suit, you know, hiding in the wing. Yeah, Bill, I saw a gold crest today. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. So, and I love that. It sounds like a wonderful place to be on tour of you, Bill. Now, let's have some elbow and then I'm going to enlist the services of Bill as our agony uncle. Dave Barry, right this instant. On Absolute Radio. Oh, you've done it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, six months that's been going around my head and you've finally done it. Thank you so much oh. to everybody. There were suggestions like Battlestar Galactica from Dave the Chippy. Is it the professionals, Dave and Matt, someone asked. Is it the Airwolf theme tune from Zanya? These are all very good suggestions. But we found the audio and, well, John in Hemel Hempstead, uh, Ashley, Stan, David and tons more. Thank you so much. It is, of course... The end to the Hawaii Five-O theme show. That's what it is. It appears to be. So this is because I used to play this when I DJ. This was like my uh, post-ironic seventies TV theme show. It's like your walk-on music. Hawaii Five-O. He knows me so well. No, thank you very much. It's a Y-5-O. Of course it is. He cuts quite a dash. It's Dave Berry. Absolute Radio. Let's elbow one day like this on Absolute Radio. I'm here with Bill Bailey. What I would like to do, if I may, is create the world's first ever musical agony, Uncle. Oh. I have my childhood keyboard here. Oh, my God. <laughs> you really spent... You put a lot of time and effort my, into my, this. My <laughs> wow. Thank you. That is just a quality piece of gear. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, only the best for you, Bill. Um, I've got a couple of problems that the listeners have kindly emailed in. Would, yes. you, uh, would you mind giving a musical solution to them? I will endeavour. I'll do my best. Do your best. OK. Right. Right. Bill, please, please help me. My teenage son has decided he wants to play the didgeridoo. Whilst I support any hobbies he may have an interest in, the noise is unbearable, and now three of his friends have decided to play too, and they use our house to practice in. Should I gently guide him towards another, less obnoxious instrument from Sue in Surrey? The didgeridoo, of course, is a, uh, a, a wonderful uh, spiritual instrument of the Aboriginal people, <laughs> but uh, it has a limited uh, um, sort of range. <laughs> Let's be Let's be honest, there tends to be just one note you can play on the didgeridoo. Oh, that, see, look at that. This, this Casio has got... See, now that's, that's, that's really what you're talking about in didgeridoo forms. OK. Like that. If you can try... Uh, oh, no, sorry about that. Um, if, uh, if... I would say maybe steer him away to the melodica. Maybe that. OK. Maybe the recorder. Something okay. with different notes. OK. Because I think that's what's the problem is with the didgeridoo. It's just a one-note thing, really. OK. It's just, I can actually, I can actually approximate the didgeridoo. <laughs> 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 
This is what a didgeridoo Christmas album sounds like. One for lovers. I think Sue tuned in for a bit of for an answer and some sorry, respite from the didgeridoo. I'm sorry. I guess there's arsing you on here, isn't it, Sue? I do apologise. Maybe the keyboard. You know, something like that. So you can play chords on. Maybe that's the thing. Try and steer him away to a piano. That's the way forward, I think, so. Okay, so we hope that helps you and your son. Uh, next up, hello, Bill. I hello. have quite the conundrum. My oh. wife is obsessed with her phone. She's on it all of the time, through dinner, whilst watching a film together, on nights out. I sometimes think she loves her phone more than she loves me. Oh. How can I get her to spend less time on Candy Crush and more time on me from Andy in Stockport? Is there a musical agony uncle in their solution <laughs> for Andy? That's right. Do you know what? There may well be. Um, uh, maybe see if you can get her to download some uh, other kinds of music and transfer the music onto the ringtone. That's the thing you can do, I know, with phones. Okay. You can play your own ringtones. You know, you can sort of like... Uh, <laughs> you know... You can play... You know, you maybe... You know, play some classical music. You know, share your love of something else through the ringtone. That's my advice. <laughs> thank you, Bill. You're thank welcome. you, Andy, and thank you, Sue. Um, Bill, don't put the keyboard away. After Simple Minds, I'm going to find out how it all began. A slight pause. And Dave Berry on Absolute Radio. OK, dear, dear people. It's 5pm. Time for our big announcement. Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio, and I'm really pleased to say that Liam Gallagher's popped by. Liam, hello, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good, really good. It's great to see you. you. You bring exciting news with you. I do. I'm the bearer of good good gifts and stuff. Um, you're going to be doing a, a live gig just for Absolute Radio on November the 7th. Yeah, and it's in... If I'm uh, correct. Yes, you are, which is like a tiny little venue. Yeah, but you know the capacity is 270. Oh, did, you <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> did you know that, Liam? Did you know the capacity is 270? No, I, I didn't. I thought it was a lot smaller. I thought it was too, like, you know, like 265. Okay. But it's definitely the 270. Um, so that's 270 lucky winners. Oh, you can get your tickets winners. here on Absolute Radio very soon, so stay tuned. You can indeed. Um, how's everything else going, Liam? Everything's great, mate. Having a wonderful time, you know, really excited about life and, you know, and all that in a really good place and uh, can't wait to just uh, live a little bit more. Okay, well uh, thanks for dropping by, it's always good to see you. Liam Gallagher everybody, this is really exciting, thank you Liam. That's right everybody, next Tuesday at a tiny weeny little venue, we're putting on a gig with none other than Liam Gallagher Dave Berry, just being himself on Absolute Radio. It's the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. I'm here with Bill Bailey. What was the first instrument you learned to play, Bill? It was the piano. Uh, and we had a piano in the house. As, as if It was sort of, kind of it was quite common, really, to have a piano. I don't know whether it is so much now, really. We had a, a, just an upright piano in the, in the corner of the room. Ooh, and most I houses just, did, you're right. Yeah, and it was the sort of thing everyone had. And I just would, you know, just pick out tunes off the radio, to be honest. And... Uh, it was really through that I just learned that I was I had a bit of an affinity. I could pick out tunes. I I was able to 
I picked the pitch of the certain things. Like I was able to hear the pitch of in, of of things like domestic appliance, like a Hoover or a, a washing machine that gave off a sort of a hum, and I would go all oh, B flat, and I'd be a bloke. And, uh, wow! And uh, it was that through that I realised I had a bit of a just I don't know some affinity with the, with the instrument, and so the piano was my thing. And then from that, learning the piano helps you learn all kinds of instruments. Um, may I ask when was the first time you used your musical prowess to seduce somebody? Oh, do you remember that? Because we've all kind of tried to do the Wonder Wall at a house party <laughs> <laughs> on the acoustic guitar and <laughs> failed. <laughs> and failed, yeah. <laughs> me. Yeah, you don't want to do that. But maybe, it's like um, you're in the room that fateful day I tried, that's Bill. Right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's quite tricky to play Wonder Wall. Uh, just, this is a very nerdy guitar technical point here, but you need a capo. Uh, and, and and you know a little okay. thing that ups the uh, goes up a fret because if you don't use a capo, always oh, hard, really tricky. That's probably where I failed all if those years ago. If you had a capo, you'd have been fine. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, sorry. Um, so when was, the, when was the first time? You I don't were... know. I suppose um, when I was in, when I was a teenager, perhaps at a party, and um, I sort of I started to play. I played Perfect oh, Day nice. by Lou Reed. Lou Reed, yeah. I love you. You see, you see what I mean? <laughs> something was going on there, wasn't it? There was something powerful just Absolutely. Got, wow, I just wanted to take my jacket off, Bill. That was, that was, it was. It was whew. a perfect day. <laughs> uh, now, Bill, listen, before we let you go, go um, I'd like you to take part in Mail Order Bribe. OK. Uh, it's a feature on the show that I do with all my favourite guests. Um, right. <laughs> Ed Sheeran purchased me a Nerf gun. Greg Davies got me a beard trimmer. Oh. And now it's your turn. So basically, I'm going to play a song. Yes. I want you to leaf through the Argos catalogue. Yes. There it is. Thank you, producer okay. Amanda. You've got... 24.99 or less to pick me a gift to make me happy enough to plug your tour when we come back. Um, 24.99 or less. Or less. Okay. Um. <laughs> right. Bill's got the duration of the lightning seeds to pick me a special gift. Mail order bribe is coming next. It's wacky. It's fun. It's outrageous. Oh, hold on. I've picked up the Funhouse lyrics again. It's quite simply the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. Bill Bailey is still here. Whilst we were listening to that, Bill was studying the Argos catalogue to get me something special for Mail Order Bribe. Oh, here we go. Go on, I've already. Bin. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a stylish. It's 20 litres. It will hold 20 litres. <laughs> so mainly just for liquid. <laughs> Okay. But it's silver and it's got a curved top. Lovely. There you go. It's a beautiful looking thing. How much is it? Uh, 19.99. Oh, and under budget as under well. Budget I admire as well. that. Um, the tour kicks off in Coventry on the 29th of Jan next year, and it is going up and down the UK. It is yes. not to be missed. Fans of Bill Bailey will know what to expect. A fantastic show, that's for sure. Please give it up for Bill, everybody. Thank, Thank you very much. Cheers. Enjoy your bin. <laughs> Sit back. Dave Berry is here. The Dave Berry Show. On Absolute Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Come up to half past four. It is the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. Matt Dyson is here. As, oh, hang on. Let's get one of my microphones up. Uh, the reason for that is we have a guest in the shape of Pete Donaldson. Everybody. Yes, hello. Hello, everyone. Man of the moment. Woman hey. of the moment. Yeah, well, yes. In many ways. Uh, it's so good to have you on the show. Um, of course, you're going to be back tonight at 10pm. Mm, yes. um, but first, we have to talk about the fact that you've gone viral in a big way. You have won <laughs> Halloween. Yeah, I, it's weird, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it's so bizarre. I didn't think I'd ever achieve any level of notori notoriety, but I knew if I did, I'd be dressed as a woman. So, 
I think. Strangely, yeah. so did I. Yeah. All the years I know, know right? You. I know. It was always going to come to this. So basically, <laughs> um, tell everybody what you dressed up for this Halloween weekend. I dressed up as the spokesperson for Travago. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you the have... holiday, you book holidays on their website. That's basically it, isn't it? All right, don't give them over a point. You have a bit of history when it comes to the Travago lady. Well, there was like a month uh, at Euston Station where they didn't go big on the quality of the advert, advert, but they certainly went big on the marketing spend, let's say. (laughs) And so every uh, advert position in Euston Station was just this Travago lady dressed in the same shirt, advertising the same uh, Amsterdam possibility, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) That came out wrong, but you know what I mean? She was everywhere. She was ubiquitous. I mean, you did a video just in... You you look so scared running around Euston Tube Station with her just staring at you everywhere you turn. She took over. She really was part of the London conversation for a good month. So, uh... I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna dress as as a woman who's very dear to her heart. And what I've noticed is that um, a, a lot of lads that I know came up to me and went, "I really fancy the Travago lady." <laughs> what am I meant to do with that, Dave? <laughs> I'm not touching you. <laughs> What's going on? Don't look me in the eyes when you say that. <laughs> I haven't done anything. I'll, I'll, just... I'll happily touch you, Dave, <laughs> and have in the past. Um, <laughs> you, this is very true, actually. Yeah, I remember our little trip to America. Anyway, yes. um, Pete. You had uh, 7,612 likes and you had 1,908 retweets as it stands. Mm. And the Evening Standard have Run tweeted about you. They, they wrote a piece of... A journalist sat down... <laughs> yeah. A trained journalist sat down and wrote an Busy. article about you dressing as Travago lady. Busy news, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah. Hey. George Osborne is editing that newspaper. <laughs> a former <laughs> Chancellor. So, yeah, that's great. That's a big news story, that yeah. one. Yeah. Are we going to run the Pete Dawson thing on the front page, guys? Yeah, make sure yeah. we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, how are you feeling about this kind of strange claim to fame? Well, I don't know. I'd, I've never done anything on the internet that's given me any kind of, again, notoriety. So, I've just sort of <laughs> gone, is this what what being uh, a member of Top Gear is like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> weird. Um, so, where do you go from here? I mean, obviously, it's Halloween tomorrow. Even go looking... bigger and bigger. I'll just yeah, be wh- a bigger Travago lady <laughs> okay, every just, year. Just keep building on it. <laughs> Until I'm like this Mothra Travago monster <laughs> that climbs around the buildings of London. Um, we have tweeted the Evening Standards tweet at Absolute Radio. If you haven't seen Pete dressed as Travago lady, make sure you take a look. And Pete's going to be back here on Absolute Radio at 10pm tonight. Thanks for swinging by, man. No worries. Thank you. A pleasure. Give it up for Pete Donaldson, the Trafago lady. He has one Halloween. Amazing. Dave Berry, right here and now. The Dave Berry Show. On Absolute Radio. Um, Absolute Radio's very own Chris Martin has tweeted to say, given how much I fancy the Trivago lady, I, can, I can't look at Pete in the same way. Wow. Now, now Pete Donaldson's gone, Matt. Yeah. Let's have a Frank and Mano in Mano chat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're just, it's just the two of us. <laughs> um, Pete is very attractive as a Trivago lady. He really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you uh, strangely it? alluring, I would say. Are yeah, you looking yeah. at it now on your yeah, phone? Yeah. Oh, hot stuff. <laughs> Have a look for yourself. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> hot stuff. <laughs> that was a song, and this is another song on the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. Where, well, Wednesday's middle-sized question was quite simply. Do you have a celebrity namesake or do you know someone who has? Thank you very much indeed for getting in touch, 8, 12, 15 and tweeting at Absolute Radio. Dave and Matt, my name is Steve Davis. (laughs) 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 I've suffered snooker jokes my entire life. It got even worse when I once wore a three-piece suit into work. (laughs) (laughs) My 
name is Stephen King, like the writer. Ooh. It's an horrific pain in the arse. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite a celebrity, but my granddad was called Norman Bates. Oh, no. dear. That's from Michelle he didn't Bates. set up a motel, I hope. <laughs> I hope not too. <laughs> hey, Dave, I get laughed at whenever I tell someone my name. I am almost certain to get it changed as I become too embarrassed. And that text has come into us here from Donna Trump. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, oh, Donna. Stay strong. Uh, now, the other voice you can hear in the studio, I couldn't be more happy, uh, from early breakfast, it's the one and only, he gets it a lot, it's Chris Martin. Hello. Hey, Chris. <laughs> hey, Dave. So, man, listen, it's, it's lovely to see you. Thanks for coming on the show. No worries. Let's talk about what it, how it feels to be the namesake of one of the most famous musicians on planet Earth and someone who has been since, what we're we talking, 2001? Easily. So I remember getting that first Coldplay album, Parachutes, opening up the sleeve notes and going, oh, there's a guy in there called C. Martin. <laughs> I wonder if he's got the... Oh, wow, he's called Chris Martin. And there was that... I quite like Yellow. That's a nice song. <laughs> there was that lovely novelty period yeah. where you were just like, oh, that's kind of cool. I like this band and I share it. And then they ended up becoming like super world famous. Yeah. And it becomes that thing, if you book a cap, if you check into a hotel, yeah. <laughs> what's your name, sir? It's, it's Chris Martin. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, what the advantages and disadvantages of this, let, let's start with the advantages, shall we? <laughs> Have you ever managed to, I mean, obviously you're a very well-respected broadcaster, so I imagine things come your way anyway, Chris. Oh, but um, have you ever had any freebies off the back of being named Chris Martin? No. Oh, you must have done by now. Well, I wonder whether it's because I, I get the impression that other Chris Martin's voice is a couple of pitches higher. Yeah, oh, very bass. Right. Right. When yeah. I call through to the poshest restaurants in London, <laughs> they go, yeah, it's Chris Martin. <laughs> <laughs> they go, yes, probably not that one. <laughs> sadly, no, Gwyneth won't be coming. <laughs> no. Oh, that was it. The never-ending Gwyneth joke. Right. Okay. Yeah. Were well, you quite pleased when they broke up in a twisted way? <laughs> in a little bit. Yeah, it did stop it. It stopped it completely at that point. Um, let's talk about the disadvantages, because obviously there's not just Chris Martin from Cole, play. I mean, Matt Dyson was telling me this earlier. There's there's another Chris Martin amongst us, so to speak. There well, are lots, aren't there? Lots there are them. loads. So, when I was travelling in New Zealand, suddenly that checking into a hotel thing turned from Coldplay to oh, you're named after the cricketer. And I was just like, this is a thing. I, oh God, it's changed. You've around got to the, the world. other end of the, yeah, ends of the earth. And then we come back here, and there's one of those, you know when you get one of those strikers in the championship that plays for just about every promotion contender team and <laughs> never makes it. Yeah. Chris Martin, Chris the striker. Martin, of course, yeah. The worst thing about this, as a massive Leeds fan, I know that if Chris Martin's on the team sheet for the opposition, he scores against us. Right. <laughs> He's got this horrible knack. He's done it for, I think I'm right in saying, Derby County, Norwich City, Crystal Palace, Fulham. So he's your bogey player and your yeah. namesake he's in one human. He's an absolute blooming nightmare. And Derby didn't bring him on the other night, as far as I know, so he didn't score. Um, still beat us. Chris, thanks for joining us on the show. Uh, please give it up for Chris Martin, everybody. The no, Martin. not that one. Shh. <laughs> Dave Berry. This is Absolute Radio. Um, we're roughly peppering the show with some halloween thing tunes. We went with that one because Scooby-Doo, mm. he would investigate normally turns out to be the only other character in the whole episode would be a ghost or a yeah, monster. that's true. That did often happen, didn't it? Yeah. Plus... Who? <clears throat> <gasps> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah? You like that? Yeah. Producer Dave? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> only, the only impression I can do. <laughs> uh, now, we've turned the lights off 
in the studio because it's time to get real on Halloween. Maggie, who is Matt Dyson's three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, is going to be back for what we're billing as a Halloween special. Yeah. You spoke to her earlier today before you came into the studio. I thought it was right to just have a little catch-up with how, how she's going along on, on All Hallows' Eve, as she probably used to call it in Victorian times. <laughs> in her yeah, past life. In her past life. Yeah. Uh, and just see how, how what the vibe was. Okay, so uh, this is Matt. for the Because the, just to give you some uh, history to this, the first time we spoke to Maggie about her previous life and we played it on the show, uh, the Facebook page went, it was inundated with stories mm. that have happened to you guys out there with your children. So this is why we've invited Maggie back for the Halloween special. Here we go. Do you know it's Halloween today? Yeah. In the olden days, did you um, knock on people's doors and ask for treats? No. And what was your name when you were a child before? Olivia. What happened to Olivia? Or is there oh, another one in the middle? That's, okay. <laughs> that's good. It's fr- it's fright. It's harrowing, is what it is in every way. Well, she says died in quite a cute way, though, doesn't it? I've never heard anyone say, oh, I died, yes. Yeah. Spoken like a true father. I don't know if that was so cute. If it, um, I think if it's going to make you sleep any better, the first time we, we, we had little Maggie on the show, she said that she was called Rosie. And there she said she was called Olivia. Has like a no. new girl started at a school called Olivia, no. or is there Olivia? Is there Olivia in Peppa Pig? Suggesting there's some inconsistencies <laughs> in the story about her past life. <laughs> I'm just just trying to help you and Katie sleep at night on Halloween, man. That's all. The grandchild of Mary and Chuck. It's Dave Berry. Time to welcome to the show, as promised, uh, an actor, writer and comedian that I'm a huge fan of. She's hilarious as Joey Mandown, and the fifth episode of her brilliant brand new show, Game Face, is on E4 tonight at 9pm. It's Roisin Connerty, everyone! Yay! I'm going to clap myself in. <laughs> as there's only four of us, you have to do that, Roisin. I do. And it's uh, 9.30, Dave. It's 9.30 PM. <laughs> oh, is it 9? Yes. Oh, started so badly. 9.30 tonight on E4. It is indeed. Um, it's such a funny show. It's oh, amazing. Thanks, mate. Uh, we, we spoke about this before. The gap between the pilot for Game Face yeah. and the series starting was uncomfortably long. <laughs> for all of the people that love the pilot, you must have got such a great feedback. And then you made us all wait. <laughs> what happened? Um, well, it took a, it took a while to get commissioned. I think uh, so. It took a, a you know nearly a couple of years to get commissioned, and then when it got commissioned, I was sort of in the middle of working on something else. And then Man Down got recommissioned, so I had to film that, and then I had to write it because I write it on my own. So that sort of it took you know a good sort of eight seven eight months to write it as well. So, but it wasn't commissioned for a while, so it's not all my fault. I right, promise. okay, okay, just for all the fans out there, <laughs> yeah, all the bang fans outside yeah. the front of the <laughs> <Yeah>. building. Um, <laughs> so people can catch up on the series, and as we've said, the fifth one is on tonight at nine thirty. Those who haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. What can I expect? Um, 
Well, it's about a sort of it's about a woman at a sort of set point in time. So she's uh, sort of in her thirties, and um, her boyfriend she was with for twelve years uh, left her, married a girl he knew for six days in Vegas, and uh, she's not got this acting career that she's sort of sort of had, but sort of like a deluded person who's not really accepted that maybe it's not the right thing for her to be doing. She's got a mad family, so it's sort of starting. You know, she's had to move back into a flat share, and she's really broke. And but she's not twenty two; she's got a bit of baggage on her. So, right. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so she's not an idiot. She's uh, it's quite a naturalistic comedy. It's quite real. It's got some big laughs, but it's also got some like you know I think scenes that feel quite real. Well, it's got a wonderful heart to it. It oh. is a very very funny series, but particularly like the relationship that you've managed to write between you and your brother, yeah. who's having problems. It's that's a difficult relationship to write, I imagine, because you can write boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever, but brother and sister's different. Yeah, it was quite. It's, it's kind of and also because it's quite a serious because obviously he's sort of got problem, you know, drug problem, mm. um, and so you're trying to deal with it in a not too heightened like oh isn't it funny he's got a drug problem um, but you know you want to sort of write it quite real so, and he's so good Dylan who plays him so we uh, we sort of have a really good you can really sense I think if anyone's had sibling rivalry you can really sense that kind of I think we get that right and it was quite so when I wrote it and then he came in I was like yeah this is going to be fun to play just a perfect amount of hostility and love you know, you can, <laughs> the person you hate the most and love the most in your life and the, the cast are amazing because they do flip between as, as you do yourself flip between the, those laughs and, and, and those kind of more serious moments which must have been so important on set for you to get across what you were trying to provide yeah it was and I think it was you know everyone like you know the cast were incredible really and I know everyone's going to say that no one's going to think they've got a rubbish cast but I think my cast were exceptional they're all really brilliant comedic performers so like Dustin uh, Demi Bresham Cardinal Burns and you know Damon Maloney I've seen in Crashing and Paulie McGlynn you know um, but they're all really great uh, yeah, doing straight stuff. They, I think they, the tone of the show was so important to me that it wasn't too because it's not that show. It's not this big show that the, the, the real stuff had to be had to feel like it's how people talk and how it's real rather than that's quite hard writing it as well. To sometimes I'm a stand up. I always want to gag. Yeah. But sometimes you go put a gag in there. You're going to ruin the scene. But instinctively I'm like put a little gag in. And sometimes <laughs> you're like no, Roche, take your hands off the laptop. That's how. That's Walk it. away. Yeah. Um, how autobiographical is it? I uh, mean, there's as you say that because. Your character is an actor. Yeah. She's trying to get employed. Yeah. Um, but some of the things that we see happen to her, I just, I pray as your friend that these <laughs> haven't happened to you. It's a couple of things that are true, actually. The Onion story. Oh, um. I love the Onion story. <laughs> That's why you have to catch up. Everybody listening, the Onion story audition is hilarious. Where your fake eyelashes hanging off. That was a, that was a, that was that, a beautiful touch. When it happened, we were giddy. We were like, you got that, right? You got that? So worried it wasn't on me or something. I was like, tell me you got that, Chappers. My director, wonderful director. Yeah, I was, I did, um, my, my A-levels, I did theatre studies and, um, not performing arts and so and why are you making a difference between the because two because I was kind of had a disdain for people who wanted to perform because I think secretly I wanted to perform but I didn't think I was any good okay. so I was a bit like no I'm just going to study Stanley Sarsky and tonight <laughs> right about theatre <laughs> don't have to do performing look at these dancers and then uh, <laughs> and then but you have to do a monologue uh, for your exam and I did a play called Disco Pig Suck in Dublin right well that's a new one on me yeah. And it was a really sad monologue about an Irish lady leaving her baby at an airport in a pram. And uh, I thought, I have to cry. I really need this, I need this grade. You know, I really need this grade uh, to get into uni. And I thought, onion. Absolutely not. Onion. Onion in the pocket. <laughs> of course. Bingo, and I covered all of my hands in onion. <laughs> uh, and I go out and I remember the first line, I was like, all of a sudden, Lewis the mad circus. And I'm like, really? I'm, I'm giddy with how good I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for them to see it. I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be so good. 
and then I touch my eyes and the first like 10 seconds is fine and then within 15 seconds my eyes are like rolling in the back of my head you can't keep your eyes open onions <laughs> make your eyes close so I'm like doing this like half one eyes open one eyes closed literally it's so awful I can't see so I have to do the last six minutes just with my eyes closed and I can't get the pram <laughs> off the stage I'm like look, reaching out like a blind person and the last thing I heard was my teacher who was also the examiner laughing out loud <laughs> and I came up and she went onion I was like onion onion uh, Roisin stay right there we'll be talking to you more right after this thank you very much you're listening to the hip and fresh sounds of the Dave Berry show on Absolute Radio but right now as promised it is time for trades people to the stars so many of you get in touch with this every week thank you ever so much for doing so Dave and Matt I once worked at John Cleese's apartment in London fixing his satellite dish. Top guy. Made me a cuppa and even offered to make me another one because mine got cold. A genuinely Whoa. funny guy and really tall. That's from Pete in Woodford Green. Yeah, good attention to detail on the coffee, on the hot drinks as well there. I, you know, I didn't know what to expect from John Cleese. I've never had the pleasure of meeting mm. him, but those are the kind of stories that warm the cockles of your heart. My name's Dan Yap, Dave and Matt. I'm a recovery driver. I once collected Max Beasley's Porsche 911 from Ray Winston's house. <laughs> That's the level we're at right Leave now. Leave it out. <laughs> uh, please welcome to the show, John. Good evening to you, John. Good evening, Matt. How you doing, my friend? Good evening. It's lovely having you on the show. Um, don't bring Matt in. Don't big him up. He doesn't need that. His, his ego's out of control anyway, without you saying his name, John. Um, so it's lovely having you on the show. Uh, what's your trade? What do you do? I'm a plumbing and heating engineer. Plumbing and heating engineer. And may we ask, which celebrity have you plied your trade for? Uh, I have Johnny Rotten. Johnny Rotten! That's a round of applause. That's amazing. Punk royalty. Um, Whilst you were doing this, um, was he there at the time? He was, actually. He's sitting there watching the History Channel. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I love. We go behind the doors of celebrities' houses. We find out what they really do. Johnny Rotten watching the History Channel. I can imagine that, yeah. What were you doing at the time? What were you doing for Johnny? I was actually fixing his hot water cylinder. Oh. And uh, obviously making getting his hot water working again. What was Uh, he like? He's actually quite a character. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> but he's, act- he's a very, very... I found, I found it to be quite an intelligent gentleman as well. Um, yeah. Just the way he spoke and the, the, the way he went on about things. I mean, he's, he's, he, was, he was a good, good laugh as well. Oh, OK, so the funny, eloquent John Lydon. Well, this is the big question to you, which we ask of everybody. Did Johnny oh, Rotten yeah. offer to make you a cup of tea? In fact, he actually offered me a can of Spiller. Oh, oh the Holy Grail! Even better. <laughs> wow. Did you accept? Unfortunately, no, because I was I was I was doing work in hours. Oh, oh John, I admire you're so different to everybody in this room, and in fact, in the world of radio, oh. I'd love to have had a beer with one of the Sex Pistols. That's amazing, Imagine isn't it? That. Oh, so, so would have I, but John, yeah, well, you're an absolute we- star. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on the show. We're going to give you a Roberts Digital Radio as well for taking the time to talk to us. A round of applause for John, everybody. What a fantastic story. Sit back. Dave Berry is here. The Dave Berry Show. On Absolute Radio. 
Good afternoon, everybody. Roisin Collins here, still here. Couldn't be happier to have her on the show. Uh, Roisin, you've got episode five of Game Face, 9.30pm tonight on E4. Yeah. And also Man Down is back. Yes, it is. Uh, I want to talk to you about Man Down because I'm such a fan and Greg Davies was on the show recently. Yeah. Um, He's bordering on national treasure status. Yeah. yeah. He, he's, I think he's only six months away from the knighthood. He is, 100%. What's it like on set? Because it looks like you guys get along so well. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I've known Greg for like, what, 13, 14 years. And I met him when I was quite precocious, sort of 23-year-old. And he was like, I think he used to find me quite annoying. I'm like, this is what I think about the world, actually. Bye, old man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's quite weird. As you get, you know, now I'm a proper adult. He has to take me seriously. Um, it's so much fun on set. Him... You know, he's so funny and it's such a big show. There's always big set pieces. So it's not like sometimes when you're filming stuff, you sort of can't work out when it's going to be funny because you're like, this is just a setup bit. You know, you film in order, you know, and it's just a bit of chat. Mandan is never really, it's always someone's falling off a cliff or, you know, something massive's happened. Um, yes, and Mike Wozniak, that's amazing. Ashton McGuire, Stephanie Cole. They're, they're such lovely people. So it doesn't feel like work. And we laugh a lot on set. And Al Campbell, the director, is one of the nicest people and really calm. Even though sometimes Greg will come in like, right, I want a, a truck to da 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 da. I mean, I'm not going to give it all the way. But then, you know, you, uh, you can see Al just sort of gently swallow. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most he'll get How am I going to organise yeah. that? Go, I'm yeah. looking at him going, we've got two, like, you know, I want a broken nose, I want a bird coming out, I want a, <laughs> a lion to beat Mike up, you know, kind of, very imaginative. Um, other than my cameo in oh, Man yeah. Down, <laughs> do you know I had a cameo in Man Down? I do know you had a cameo well, in Man okay, Down. Okay, what did I do in Man Down? You were a workman, Dave. <laughs> I was a workman. A violent workman. <laughs> a violent workman who inflicted Greg Davis with a white circle of spray paint on his chin. That's it. And I was nervous I hadn't made the cut until I saw the promo. <laughs> and he had it with Reginald D. Hunter. He had it on there. And I went, yes, I'm in you the show. You made it. You made it. Um, but the reason I bring this up is not just to talk about myself on my own radio show again, Roshi. <laughs> as my reputation uh, yeah, says. Um, it's because Mark Hamill yes. was on Man Down. Yes. Luke Skywalker yeah. had a cameo on your show. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, he was, you know, it was really great. You know, I, I'd never seen Star Wars. So, <laughs> Here we go. So it was quite a strange thing. This story makes me sound bad for two two reasons. Number cool. one, okay, so Mark Hamill shows up and everyone loses their mind. They're like, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill. Yeah. Like, people are running. <laughs> like, like, like it's crazy. Just yeah, running away from the apocalypse. Politics. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. And then I sort of go around and sort of follow someone around and I see one of the people who'd run talking to this person who I'd never seen before. And I was sort of, sort of surreptitiously like leaning around like sort of one of the trailers, uh, just sort of having a look at him. And I think it was Greg walked up to we were like, what are you doing, mate? And I went, it's him, it's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and he was like, no, that's a spark. And he's been working with us for three series. Oh, you're a terrible I human being. Really bad, really bad. But the spark was sort of looking at me like, why is she staring at me in such a creepy way? Yeah, so, but he was lovely, very nice man and great on the show. Okay, amazing to have him. Um, Roisin, I'm going to hand you the Argos catalogue right now. <gasps> Ooh. And whether you like it or not, you're going to take part in mail order bribe. You need to pick me something <laughs> uh, to the value of $24.99 or or less. Nice. You've got the duration of Liam Gallagher, Wall of Glass, to do it. We'll find Ooh. out what you choose right after this. He's the here and now. He's Dave Berry. This is Absolute Radio. Dave Berry Show here on Absolute Radio. Matt Dyson's here as well. Hello. <laughs> Hi there. It's <laughs> making us earn it tonight. I love it. I love it. Uh, so last night, it was this. Yes, The Apprentice was on. It was Lord Sugar's 70th birthday approaching, so he did one of the most egotistical things yeah. any person could do, make a whole load of people he barely knows run yeah. around London finding things that in somehow tenuously linked to his life. It's all about me, isn't it? <laughs> it's Lord Sugar. 
Yeah, no, self-obsessed. Was, but they're also my favourite episodes when the guys have to kind of check off a list because they can't yes. obviously use their phones or anything. Yeah, They've got yeah. to use like the yellow pages or, yeah, or whatever it may good. be. And it's quite funny. And our first award uh, tonight is it's an eclectic effort. Uh, it goes to pretty much the whole team for the worst sat nav in the history of the world. Is EC1 anywhere near E14? We're just crossing London. We're just taking all of London in one go. If we go down, we go round, we go back up. Do we know what kind of postcode we're in right now? Well, the thing is, though, ultimately, if we're heading... Yeah, we're heading N. We do. <laughs> oh, yes, we're heading N. Heading N. Do you Who have any favourites at this point? And don't, I, if you don't know their names, I totally understand because I haven't heard <laughs> anyone's name yet. I don't know if I have any favourites at the moment. I'm still in the stage where they're all really annoying. Yeah. And they don't get much more annoying than this next guy, Ross, which is why we've dedicated three awards to him. Uh, our first is award for statistical genius. Statistically speaking, I'm statistically very speaking. smart, and if you take a, a, an average room of people from the UK, I'm usually the smartest person. Really? Room. Who says that? And also, he's got that weird, like, paperclip earring in as well. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah. Not the work of a genie eye, is but it? Alan Trigger never responds well to people bragging about their IQ. No, no. schoolboy era. Well, he, he carried on. This is our next award. It goes to Ross for official genius. I actually do have the IQ of a official genius. Which I'm <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> get you. Our next award goes to, just in case you didn't get it the first two times, no, honestly, I really am a genius, and the winner is Ross. <laughs> My IQ does sit in the bracket of genius. <laughs> Okay, stop okay, Ross, about it. Now, the thing about this is that afterwards you watch You're Fired, and producer Amanda made a very valid point here. Even though we sometimes watch The Apprentice and we think these people are like, they're ridiculous human beings, when you see them in real life, inverted commas, on You're Fired, yeah. you go, oh, actually, these oh, people are really nice. Right, yeah. yeah, we wish them the best. They're just trying to get ahead in life. You know, yeah. there was some editing in there, you yeah. know. But Ross is the first person in Your Fired history who got booed oh, by the live really? studio wow. audience, which is just incredible, isn't it? Um, but now... As is tradition, it is time for a joke from Lord Sugar. It is the <laughs> it is the inappropriate Willie Joke Award that Matt Dyson actually found quite funny. Here we go. This is him talking about a doe skin, which is the material uh, that lines the capes of lords. What did you think the scarlet doe skin was? I think they cut off your Willie when you was young. Or something like that. But anyway. <laughs> No. Still funny. <laughs> You're standing by it? Yeah. Oh, Matt yeah. has to take his glasses off to wipe funny. tears from his actual eyes. <laughs> so there we go. That's your Apprentice Wars for your Thursday. He's the here and now. He's Dave Berry. This is Absolute Radio. Right now, mail order bribe, Roshin Conanty. To get your plug for your new show here on Absolute Radio, what have you chosen me from the Argos catalogue? Twenty-four ninety-nine or less? Okay, well, you see where I went to. You went to the jewellery section straight away, which I love. <laughs> I've decided I think I want to get you a, a nan chain. <laughs> What, that opens, like, opens it, out? It says the word Nan. And oh. I, just think, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just quite intriguing. I think it will... It's definitely a conversation starter. It is. If you're out and about, people are like, oh, hello, why's he got the word Nan on him? You know, you're never going to be on your own in a bar or a restaurant with the word Nan on you. There's that. But, or, I'm going to give you a choice. There's yeah. these earrings. Yeah. And because they're both cheap, you can either have... So I can buy two, two pairs. Yeah. One is a football yeah. on one ear and the other one is a set of playing cards. Oh, 
hammering home my international ladies' man <laughs> reputation, I see there. Maybe we'll get the lot, the nan chain and the... <laughs> I am going to look adorable. Uh, Roisin, it's great seeing you. Uh, the fifth episode of Game Face is on E4 tonight at 9.30pm. It's a fantastic show. Catch up on all the others if you haven't seen them. And if, if you have, go back and watch them again because there's a lot going on there that is fantastic. Oh, Thank you, Roisin. Roisin so Conti, everybody. Thank Amazing. you. Thank I'm going to clap myself as well. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs> the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio.